And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well. Hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Back at home base for episode 365. Hello to you. It is Father's Day as we record. So all of you fathers, anybody who's had a father, it's a good chance to uh, sit and Think about your old man, if you will. I got a couple of chances today to think about my dad and how wacky he was and what he brought to the earth. And oh, Lord, I, I can imagine the great spirit, whoever created all this going, oh, no, this Kudnick right here is just breaking the mold. This one, be, watch out for this one. because He was a complicated man. He was a simple man, but he was complicated on the inside. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, hanging out for uh, this new episode of 100 Watts and Wire. Back in the studio. Feels good to be back, although I have to tell you, I love Montana and doing this stream. I, I didn't have the heart. Scotty is here, everybody. Scotty's hanging out, KC3, BXN, and I didn't have uh, I didn't have the heart to watch that live stream back. The audio made it through, and that stream was so glitchy and chopped up. We were all frozen at one time. I mean, just... Picture as you're listening to this, Max Hedrum. Many of you are old enough to remember the shaky head and it was a little nutty from that cabin, but it worked out audio wise. We we did okay and banged out a great show from that point. Hello, Scotty. How you doing? Are you all right, sir? Good evening, Christian. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right. Just chilling out after a beautiful day in Maryland. The weather here. Was uh, uh 70s, low humidity, light breeze all day. It was like uh, it's like a it's like a, a late September sort of uh, day. It was gorgeous. We got up to 90, 90 degrees today, but in the shade, it was just really pretty, pretty, and um, had some time with the family. I set up a hammock today, hung out with my kids. You know, doing the things, doing the things that you're supposed to do, and pause. It's great for that to, um you know, reflect when you can. Sounds hokey, hippie-ish. I can imagine the people stumbling across the podcast going, you old hippie son of a bitch, talking about loving in a hammock with your daughter. It's all weird. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Thanks. That's what my, that's what my mother would say. What are you doing hanging a hammock, hon? You should be out there doing Oh, Lord. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about, uh, yeah, what's it like where you guys are? That's interesting. We always encourage our podcast listeners to come and join us on Sundays because we go live and do the show as a live stream for the first hour, and then we provide live coverage of our Sunday evening net after the show. So uh, we can have your input. You can hang out with us, give us your questions, that sort of thing. Put a cue in front of it if you're here tonight. We appreciate you on this high holiday. Well, I, let me tell you a little bit about Yellowstone because um, I went out there and uh, we took the trip. We did a nice little ride through the park, a bit of a loop day trip. And two days later, all hell broke loose, Scotty. The, mm. um, there was snow up in the mountains and the rain that had happened in between had forced a lot of the snow down the hill and, and the floods had Made the river swollen. They had to close the river for the first time. The park, actually. Closed the park for the first time in, I think, 36 years. They hadn't had any sort of flooding like this since 1918. 
Holy and I, moly. I got inspired. I got to tell you, I've been kicking around ideas. I've had another podcast. We've had features on this program called Hour 73, which was more of a self-reliance type of thing. And radio is part of that. But I'd always just sort of, uh, I, was like, I didn't know where to put it. I was like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I just was getting kind of, I don't know about everything. So we made it into a segment. Uh, Don would come on and we would talk a little bit about preparedness and being a little more self-reliant in the 21st century. And here I am, I'm I go out there and I'm ready to reboot Hour 73, but I'm still on the fence. I'm kind of hemming and hauling. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think you get to a certain age. You're like, I don't know. I'm kind of, do I want to pull back? Do I want to park the car? Do I want to like stop doing stuff? And I didn't really want to do that because I believe that Hour 73 is a great concept. It looks past the first 72 hours, which were really taught through FEMA you know, to prepare for the first 30, uh, first 72 rather, because, you know, you, you'll, you'll be able to get through these days. And the hope of being a citizen is that they will come and save you. And in recent times, we know that there's more disasters, the storms are heavier, there's more of them, there's a lot going on, don't need to tell Scotty what the floods are about, doesn't take much. And, you know, I think in this day and age, we need more skills. We need to improve our skill set as people and families, take care of ourselves and our communities. So, you know, all that swirling around my head, I get out there and this takes place. And I saw a lot of humanity. My sister-in-law, you know, we went down and we looked. I've got some great video. I'll have to share it with you guys at some point of this, this river, the Yellowstone River. I mean, it is mighty. And there I had shared with folks in our community about, um, you know, houses being swept away. I mean, things that, things that are just kind of horrifying and, and that kind of thing. And you would think maybe, why did you build that place so close to the river like that? I mean, you know, they didn't. Like, it wasn't. It had come up. And if, you know, you un understand anything about flooding, man, water goes where it wants to go. And, boy, it, it took things away. It took stuff away, greenhouses that were up, you know, all kind. You could see it. It was right there before me. And I think the humanity that my sister-in-law showed, she was prepared to give her home out to a friend who needed to move. This was all happening in an area close to Livingston called Gardner. And I know this, uh, there's all a communication aspect to this, too, and we're, we're more than just amateur radio operators. So I, I appreciate you listening through it. She was ready to give up her home to her friends. We had gone down to look at the bridges. Bridges were being swept away from Gardner, Montana, through Livingston. The roads into the park and parts of the park washed out. Roads, infrastructure, engineers. You know, you're, talk, you're thinking about, well, why'd you build your house so close? Maybe you're thinking that. But there were roads, parts of roads that were washed away. These are paid people who make this infrastructure, right? Well, it's... It's gone in certain areas. We rode down to take a look at the water, which is close by her place. And there was a, a group of cars with horses that had moved their horses and their stuff up away, ready to give her land for the horses. Do you need a place to put your horses? You know, this community effort. She was ready to go out at 9 o'clock. It gets dark there about 9.15, ready to go out. 
and throw sandbags on the levee. And it just inspired me, you know, I was just watching someone who was engaged in her community um, out there ready to help at, at a basic level. This wasn't, let's talk about the command infrastructure. Let's talk about, you know, whatever. They had enough politics issues there. Anyway, I'm talking about the human element. I'm not trying to make Hour 73 about politics. It's one of those things that guide us. Sometimes religion guides us in why we prepare um, but our, our, our leaders, they make us go, oh boy, I better start. And then you move to it, right? But I, I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on, on that community aspect and what I had seen. And I was, I was just like moved by it. One instance, one area during a few day period. And, um, you know, kind of being there and watching it unfold, and then Friday, they were meant to get temperatures is because I'm t- what I'm telling you now is happening about 40 some degrees, you know, windy and cooler. Well, Friday came along. They were expecting temperatures in the 90s, more snow melt, more potential of issues. So anyway, all that's just to say I went out to Montana and I was inspired. My focus came around to what I wanted to do with that podcast and that. You know, it gets back to serving the community. And my father, if I can, if I can get back to radio now, I'll tell you a quick story. My father, when I was about seven or eight years old, um, he was a CB guy, and this was the seventies. And you think, you know, what was it, BJ and the Bear and the Smokey and the Bandit, and you know, they were using CB as a as a thing in movies. Anyway, my father got a big quad up on the roof, and he would push his uh, D-104 and, and the lights. This was a row home in Baltimore City. And the neighbors would be banging on the wall like, what are you doing? And he probably had a Corona <laughs> ball glowing above the house. <laughs> he probably had some RF issues now looking back. I don't know. But I, I love the immediacy of what was happening with radio. And so he planted that seed. And one particular night, his crew, whatever these CB or guys were, my, my father wasn't the kind of guy to like, dick around with a lot of nonsense. He didn't want to hang out with these guys talking about, you know, who being D-bags. You know, he, he wasn't a part of that. But he was interested in helping the community when it was needed. And I remember there was a lost child, probably the age of my daughter now, maybe a little, I was probably seven or eight, and she was maybe, say, 12. Well, I don't know. She was lost. And the stories were, because I didn't live far from the zoo, the Baltimore Zoo, was if you got into the zoo, kids would break into the zoo, mess around up on the high rocks, and fall into where the polar bears were. Oof. Game over. That was a thing growing up. And you'd hear these stories, and my mom was really good at, like, scaring the bejesus out of us. You know, it was, you know, don't body surf. Did I tell you the story, hon? We were down in the ocean, and there was a story <laughs> I read about it before we came in and the little girl was body surfing now. She said, you know, like, oh, come on, man. I just got a boogie board. You know what I mean? Just got, just got a <laughs> you know, pair of jams and a boogie board. Got jams. Go. My OPs are styling. I just wanted to do one body surf. No? You know, so mom would always let us know. Oh, hon, did you see the person on the Bay Bridge did that thing, try to do a triple axel on the dead? Like, no, mom. Thanks. But I got to drive over that Bay Bridge. And you gotta... So anyway. Thanks. Thanks, Mom, for scaring the hell out of me for most of my life. But 
Anyway, on this particular night with my father, he decides he's going to go out and help find this missing child. And so we, I remember it was dark. He had one of these Econoline vans and he had a CB and he was communicating. And mostly we were listening to the, the coordination of what was happening and where people were and where people weren't. And I was like, this is like, it was scary to me because it was a child and it was dark, but it was fascinating. So that's, this whole thing was about my entry into radio and kind of helping out the community, getting back to the community. So we we set up to talk about a lot of things and I appreciate your, your patience on this, but I'm, I'm starting the podcast. I'm going to bring it back with a focus on community, with a focus on being more self-reliant, whether that means growing your own vegetables or whatever it is, participating with your community, learning some life skills. Kids nowadays don't even learn how to balance a checkbook. You know this. Um, So I want to invite you guys uh, to join us at Hour 73. It's not going to be an emergency communications podcast, but of course radio is a tool in our toolbox. We have radio. We do support some emergency communication, but this isn't an emergency communications type podcast. This is going to be about improving our skills, all that sort of stuff. If you're interested in that sort of thing, we've got some links here in the chat. As you're listening to me, I'll have links for all of this down below in the podcast. Very easy to subscribe and find it. We've got links that you can, we'll guide you through. We even have a Discord server for that if you're interested in that and i know i'm bringing this up to you because uh, it's a large community the amateur radio community and 100 watts and wire specifically i know there's a lot of mcom folks that are interested but you know also like to grow a vegetable here they also like to know where to go and help their community improve their skill sets even if you're just trying to learn how to use a fire extinguisher i think one of the downsides of Oh, the town I live in, there's so many different threats to us in this area uh, from gas lines that run from refineries to the airport to the highways. There's so many things that uh, they can't even keep a CERT program going, you know, that community emergency response team where normal citizens are just out there to go out and try to learn a little bit about it, how to use, put out a fire. We've gotten away from teaching people. And we've gotten too far from our communities, I think. Uh, but one person I do admire, and I talked about it on the, on the last uh, show, was Scotty, who's taken an active interest in his community, a community that you could easily up and leave uh, because it floods too much or it's whatever, and he hasn't. We talked about that last week. So, uh, Scotty, let me stop talking. I'll take a drink. Uh, I'll re- um, thank you for putting those, um, sharing those links with our friends. And we're going to talk about some other things uh, this time around too. We'll talk about field day, which is coming up. We'll talk about a little bit of receive audio. Scotty and I are going to talk about some audio uh, together tonight. So if you have any questions about any of this stuff, put a cue in it. Scotty, in terms of like uh, learning life skills and all that sort of stuff, what do you see there? And are you sort of taking the lead where you are in your community with the tools and skills that you have to help what do you notice about the people um, where you live and what they need and, and what they appreciate? Uh, well, certainly since the um, since we've had some floods, um, people uh, people are scared. There's a post-traumatic stress disorder happening. PTSD is is bad in the town post floods. But prior to the 
uh, to the, the the big floods that uh, that made the news. And uh, there was a flood in 2011 that didn't really get any um, get any news just outside of the immediate area. And I was living here on Main Street, and this is the event that actually got me interested in um, using radio as a kind of a community tool, um, and got me into amateur radio. Um, and uh, in 2014 is when I got my ticket, and I had the I immediately had the the idea to, um, and this is before the the, tw- the big 2016 flood has kind of put us on the map, you know, recent in recent years for the for the big floods down here. Um, to uh, to get the uh, the neighborhood um, kind of involved in sort of a uh, some sort of a communications program of some kind, um, being I was fresh you know fresh 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 technicians uh, class uh, ticket, uh, I was all gung ho on radio. Um, I started talking to um, some folks in town, and and one of the things that I love about this and uh, uh, this town and and just you know being part of a community is that uh, is that you're very a lot of times you're very close knit with your neighbors. Um, and, and, uh, as you were talking about with your sister, uh, offering up her house, her land, um, the same thing happens down here when we get the floods, it's, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I got you know, 10 different invitations to crash on, on a couch. I got, uh, bags of clothes that are donated to me. Um, you know, we, we can watch the, watch the cat while you, you know, need to take care of these other things while you're down, you're shoveling mud on main street and, and we're all, down here shoveling each other's mud um but i got everybody um interested at least uh, at least my core group of, of friends um and business owners here in the community interested in uh, and some radio so uh, i actually um set up a set up a situation where i i had them get some radios and they were baofeng uv5rs the uh, the dread the uh, you love them or hate them um they they work they're cheap people can afford them and they can be programmed and locked down so that people don't get themselves in trouble with it. And, um, and they can be used in an emergency only situation, which is how I, how I set it up. And I have set up the radios, um, on public use channels. I've locked out, um, any, uh, any VHF transmission, um, on the, the dispatch for the fire, um, for the local two meter, um, repeaters um and basically have set the vhf side set up as a scanner um with uh, fire dispatch and then some frs channels so that they're also compatible with um the bubble pack you know your walmart radios too and um and they came in really handy with uh with the 2016 flood when that when that happened um and uh, our cell towers went down there was uh, at the bottom of the hill there's big grain mill down along the river and all the cell phone companies were using that, or they're renting space on their roof for their antennas. And uh, um, when the flood came, that that whole uh, that whole infrastructure down there was gone. So we were without cell for a while, and so uh, we were able to keep tabs on each other through this radio network. And from there, it's kind of evolved into um, a live stream um, sort of a situation when there's potential flooding. Um, there's a there's watershed cameras that have been put in uh, one of the business owner or one of the property owners down here invested a lot of money in a in a, in a camera network to help provide um video evidence to the army corps of engineers for their uh for their plans on how to try to deal with this situation um and so i've been granted access to some of those camera feeds and and can go live on facebook when and this just happened a week ago 
Um, we have, uh, we've also had the, the county has also installed a flood alert system, a basically get to higher ground immediately alarm. Uh, and that, that system went off last Wednesday night during some thunderstorms. Um, and everybody was freaking out and, uh, uh, and uh, there's some business owners that live just outside of eyeshot of Main Street, so they don't they hear the alarms going off, but they can't they don't see what's going on, and, and there's like sheer panic and terror happening because everyone's not immediately on Main Street thinks that the town's underwater again. And I was able to to uh, to basically live stream some of these camera views um, and explain um, to folks that the town was not in fact uh, uh, flooding, uh, that everything was okay right now. We're just on the brink of it. But and then I'm showing some radar stuff, uh, showing that the rain is moving out, so the chances of us actually going uh, under are, are pretty slim at this point. And and so it's um it's kind of evolved into this sort of um, community sort of uh, response almost to um to these emergency situations. Um and uh, it's not all necessarily all radio. That's what started it for me, but it's it's developed into something something greater. Um and uh, yeah, the community is where it's at. Um, for me, and that's what got my interest in emergency sort of um, sharing of information um, through those uh, through those events. Yeah, I got to say, you know, I was talking to some people, and again, you know, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, um, that's kind of the family we were visiting. And talking to people who are not so radio-oriented, not, you know, the first thing that came up was, and this is from the person I'm talking to, you know, my sister-in-law with the sandbags, the offering the spot to put these horses if you need to, come here and stay if you need to evacuate. People are being evacuated. They evacuated a hospital. They evacuated like an animal shelter. People were having to kind of get out, man. It was a serious thing happening, and it was like out of the blue. You know, you know, yes, yeah, sure, there's some risk, but you're not thinking it's happening today kind of thing. You never you know, do. And, and she asked me about this. She asked me about amateur radio, not that she needed to get a setup or anything like that, but she asked me about it and why I got into it and that sort of thing. And this whole thing came up and she was like, you know, we have a, you know, we call them the tin hat, like, and it's a, and it's a group of people who are to the extreme. These are preppers who've got five years of food digging in an underground bunker to survive the nuclear thing. I don't know how if you want to survive that nuclear thing or not, but these guys are, um, they're trying. But the town folks kind of think they're wacky, right? So, you know, and then I see the other side. I understand the other side. Well, we don't think we're wacky when you don't have <laughs> 10 pounds of rice. <laughs> you'll be looking for me then, won't you there? I got beans, I got rice. I got pasteurized dry milk. I got a, need, da, 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 I got a whole supermarket. Band-Aids? Got Band-Aids. I got eggs. You know, like, okay, you got everything. I get it, I totally get it. My point being that, Everyday people who are living their lives, going to school, going to college, have a nine to five job or homesteading or whatever they're doing, their understanding sometimes of preparedness and self-reliance doesn't really come off the homestead. They get that part of it. They don't understand some of the extreme of it. So I want to make a show that will be approachable to everyday people, you know. So I've got I've got that group in mind. So it's not so doom and gloomy because 
you know yeah yeah time. absolutely my my bug out bag went from the the you know the homesteader prepper i'm gonna i'm gonna survive in the woods for for three weeks out of my backpack mentality to all right my town just flooded i'm i can't go home for a month um what do i need to have with me immediately right now that i cannot go with me so i'm talking new document copies of documentation uh, a little bit of cash um uh, banking information, stuff like that. Those are the things that my bug out bag are contained now. It doesn't contain the, you know, some freeze dried, freeze dried MREs and stuff like it used to. Now it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's uh, important, important information that I'll need to get on with my life for the next week or three. And, uh, right. and so, and that goes in with uh, the more of the kind of the more, the, the normie, I guess, um, as of, you know, as opposed to the, to the hardcore prepper um, needs. Um, for for their sort of uh, information and and help and their bug out bag is not going to need to be living in the mountains for a month. They're going to need to have access to their bank accounts for the number they don't remember off the top of their head. That sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. I'm not knocking anybody. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and you can learn a lot. You know, a lot of people buy gear and they don't know how to use the gear, and that's a problem. And you know, so I'm not knocking anybody's particular lifestyle, but I, I definitely feel that. You know, the hour 73 is, is a play on the word because we're taught about, you know, FEMA saying, be ready for the first 72. And then there's a hope in people that they're coming. Budgets have been cut. They, they may not be able to get there, you know, in times of disasters, more disasters. They can't be everywhere. So it's probably good to learn some skills. And uh, that's that's where that is. And I want to welcome the listening audience because I know that there's part of you that gets it. And you may be able to teach it. I'm not coming off as the uh, arbiter of what to do. It's not going to be like like that. We can talk about what's going on with the news. We can talk to people who know how to do different things and grow and all that sort of stuff. We're more than just amateur radio operators, uh, but radio is definitely a tool in that toolkit. So you're welcome to join us. Look for it. The links will get you there. And come by and see what you think and maybe teach somebody. The idea of uh, teaching a knot a week. Okay. Yeah, knots are good, man. Knots like are that. fun. I, I put up a hammock today, and I was like, what knot? Let me see. <laughs> trucker's like hitch. I, I can do a trucker's hitch with a half. You know, I was like, I can do that. But I'm the kind of guy that needs, like, I need to keep practicing these rare knots. Anything, you know, a little bit more sophisticated, I need to I need to keep doing it. Because I'll be like, yeah, baby, I can tie your shoe. I'll be like, Dad, what, what, <laughs> what kind of yeah. crazy like knot? Double hitch? I'm up at a double, tra- double, yeah, tra- trailer hitch. Got you on there. We got you on there. Just pull the thing. That didn't work, Dad. So yeah, I, I like that. There's there's things and skills that we can use that are everyday and helpful. And I hope that you'll join us because I know you can Absolutely. do it. You got skills. It'll be cool. You Don't can forget do it. You can do it. Don't forget your knife. You're gonna need a knife and a good knife. Bring that knife. Let me see your knives. Wave them like you just don't care. That's right. That's right. Put them out. Put them up. Put them up. Woo! Sounds good. Oh, 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 oh! Hear that? <laughs> ah, hour seventy-three smells good. Everyday carry. There you go. We'll talk about that too. That was another suggestion that came up uh, was to uh, get into the everyday carry of it. This Week in Radio, friends, Edwin H. Armstrong. You remember him. From 1934, he tests his experimental FM transmitter from the Empire State Building at the power of the power level of 2,000 watts on a frequency of 41 megahertz. 
The 2 kilowatt FM transmitter produced much better reception at a distance of 75 miles than the 50 kilowatt AM transmitter broadcasting of the same material. June 19, 1934, the Communications Act of 1934 was created by the FCC. And that is This Week in Radio. Well, let me tell you, lots of thoughts have been going on about uh, Field Day. Field Day's coming up next weekend. Uh, it's going to be hotter oh, yeah. than hotter than hell it's going to be super hot i thought about it today because i got off i I have off today i have tomorrow and i thought maybe i'll put up and i got to be careful doc i went to see the surgeon doctor said to take it easy another week maybe two weeks don't be pushing it okay man you're right so what do i do i quickly go out there and start cutting the grass and in my garden messing around we've got beans are in we've got strawberries we've got all kinds of stuff potatoes are coming up and i'm out there working and uh, the next day, I was like, oh, no, I'm feeling a little sore. I'm a little sore. And uh, so I, I've taken today and yesterday. Yeah, I done overdid it. So um, I was like, maybe I'll put an antenna up. And I'm like, nah, I got to cut the grass a little bit more. Because, you know, it's just one of those things. And then it was hot. Right now, it's 93 degrees, and we're recording Oof. at 6.30 p.m. in the evening. Stay tuned. Our net's coming up. At the uh, top of the hour live stream, friends who are here for the live stream, you can watch uh, Don and I think uh, Uncle Paul is going to be running tonight um, if you're interested. You're always welcome to come by 6 o'clock Central Time on Sunday. Listeners, come on in and give us your questions and all that stuff. A major question right now is where's Sidecar Steve? People are up in arms. What did he do? Is he on a fire call? And uh, my first reaction is, mind your damn business. Can't this guy just go and do something without you getting all up in his business? <laughs> no, okay, no. no, but of course I, I want to tell you. But I think he's on the road. He's actually doing a three-week tour. I don't know if he's out playing a banjo or what he's doing. But uh, he's, I know, he's attending a wedding, I know. So he's heading down to, like, Arizona. He's on the road. He won't be running the... Um, the net, but I think he will try hard to get into, you know, the shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. But Steve's out on the road enjoying some vacation time with family, and oh, that's a cool thing. Let's see what we can do here and talk a little bit about. I put up on the uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook. We have a Discord group. Let's see if I can get this to work. Yep. Oops, that's the wrong page that we're looking at. But uh, let me put it up here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there familiar. Yeah, it is. That's my roadmap. So I asked the community on Facebook, you know, what you're doing. Um, and I'll ask you guys here, too. What are you going to do? What are you going to put up? Are you going to run around with your club? Because I know that's always a big deal. And the reason why we do tune-up is because it's a little more personal uh, in terms of I built this antenna. I wish I could put it up with the club. But the guy, but Jimmy is kind of um, territorial. He wants me to do 20 meters at midnight. I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's usually I sleep and I got to get up. You know, what the hell? Well, tune-up is a place where you could build some stuff and get out there. Did I hear this correctly, that this year every station only can run 100 watts? Is this true? This is true. That's the rules. The new rules, 100-watt limit. Do no, you... I don't know how many people with amps are going to abide by it. Exactly. Do you think this is going to work? i that for a minute. It, I don't think so. Let me ask our community. Do you think this is going to work? I, I don't know. It could be off-putting. 
you know, we're, we're, uh, you've got to be, you've, if you're nothing without sort of your, uh, not your integrity, it, maybe that's not the right word, but if, if, if you're running a contest and you run, say, oh, 2,000 watts, you know, and if they find out you were running 2,000 watts, you're pretty much blown. You know what I mean? You're pretty much done. I wonder how this is going to go down, and I want to ask our community how you feel about it. Put your comments down in the chat, and those of you that are listening to this, write in. Let me know how you feel about this. I love this idea. I think it levels the playing field for guys like who want to go out into the field that don't want to run a super jacked up amp. So, uh, but I was like, dang, this is like a mandate. Is this really going to work? So I, I'm, I'm curious. I like to the see. idea too. I, you know, this is why we started doing the tune up because I thought, man, I, you know, I couldn't get a spot when I was portable in my field with a 100 watt radio. I couldn't find a spot. I couldn't hold a frequency. I could chase but these big stations kept me, um, you know, off to the side. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, maybe there's a, something we can do on our own. Anyway, I asked some folks. Peter said he'll be traveling that weekend, so hopefully he'll get enough time to visit a club or two while he's in Indy. And uh, most clubs are welcoming for you to come by. I think they want you to come by and see what's going on. Uh, Jim says he'll be uh, doing some mobile work. John says he'll be in the backyard with his Yesu. Yesu. Yeah. The FT. Uh, 818 on battery power. That's KC2JK. You're 59. Richard says he's staying at home at his base station. He's Kilo Zero, Romeo, Charlie, J- Juliet. You're 59. Adam, he said uh, field day at the park with the club. I plans to run three stations on sideband, um, CW, and digital. He thinks it'll be a lot of fun. He's November zero Zulu Indio 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 Indigo Bravo. I'm just making things up. <laughs> Let's see, Ian. Yeah, I didn't give him a five nine. Rick, you got to give it the program, dude. You're gonna you gotta don't don't jump the shark here. Ian, Ian said, yeah. you know Ian, you know Ian, right? Ian, yeah, haven't heard him on the air in a while. He's going to go to a local park. He was learning how to do code. I think he just got fed up with Sidecar Steve and was like, mm, I can't do it anymore. And all these rules and all this barking and yelling at me during the week. Now, he was going to learn how to do C-dub and uh, he took some courses. So I don't know. But you know, life, how it gets you. Life will get you. Yep. He's going to be out there and uh, doing a little bit of a Radio Merit Badge workshop with local scouts. That's great work there, Ian, nice. and hope to hear from you soon. November, Victor, for Charlie, your 5-9. Brad, he's uh, helping out in Tyler, Texas, the Amateur Radio Club, K5-TYR and Camp Tyler. Jesse, his club's doing a full-scale exercise with uh, local emergency management offices and disaster-related organizations to promote wow. interoperability and community goodwill. Good for you, Jesse. Woo! Familiar yeah. topic territory right there. There you go. It's tying into what we're talking about, and that's great. That's great. It is a great tool, and we can provide a great service in times of need and emergency for show. Don says he's on his way to Juneau. Uh, I don't know what that means. A uh, slow boat to Alaska with his wife and kids. I don't think he's going to be working. The mighty Paul Brown, KD9GCO, the anchor. He's like Peter Jennings of Amateur Radio Newsline. His club's setting up 
I only have a few hours uh, before he has to work that night, but he'll do what he can do. So there you go. Couple more here. Fred uh, Fred says uh, he's going to work the work work bands and uh, VHF and up. Field day used to be about emergency communications. Nowadays, it's turned into just another concert, so clubs can pound their chest and make animal noises. You son of my man! Dang, Fred, you are <laughs> five five. Woo! That's okay. You know, people are like. Uh, you know, people don't dig it, man. And I let me give you a little quick um, quick story about when I visited the St. Louis and Suburban Radio Club. Several years ago, I was still doing some work with uh, Ham Nation. And I stopped by there, had all my gear in tow, and they were like, do you want to help us hang an antenna? I was like, how are you going to do it? Because I'm a fishing rod and a nut over the tree kind of guy. We're going to use this here potato gun. You ever use a potato gun? Hell yeah. Never had ever touched a potato gun and didn't know if we actually were shooting a real potato up in that tree or what was going on but oh yeah sure yeah no what problem. do you want me to do give me the gun give me the gun no you're gonna go over there and catch this mug as if <laughs> why are you pointing at my chest bro like well what's going on wait, wait, i'm getting set up you're chasing these potatoes it was like out of deliverance or something he squealed like a pig boy i was like wait wait no this is not the impression i want to give of the the radio club sorry guys yeah but i, I was like sure i'll go help you and the guy took he's like i made this potato gun and i'm I'm like, cool, man. What are we going to do? And then you put a tennis ball in here. Oh, not a bad <laughs> So I'm emptying my pockets of all the potatoes that were over there at the lunch buffet. Looking, looking forward to some french fries later. <laughs> People are like, where'd the damn potatoes go? <laughs> the damn prepper over there took them all over there. <laughs> He's got a pocket full of taters. Nah, boys, you're going to use, you know. So it was like this. And he packed this thing in there and it was like, thum. Can of Aquanet. Didn't even care. Didn't even care where it went. It went up over this tree somewhere, and it came down, and that's where we're hanging it. It wasn't like, let's do it again. Like, that, damn it, I didn't get the right limb. Like, I'm out there, like, throwing my line out. Nope, back in. She gets stuck in a tree, snapped the line. Potato gun. <laughs> with the fishing pole, you're aiming yeah. for a branch. With the potato gun, you're just putting over it over the whole tree. tree. The whole tree, <laughs> man. And I was like, okay, all right, man, cool. Anyway, it was a good experience, but getting back to the contest slash social event, probably half of the club wanted to eat pizza and hang out with their boys and hang out, which was cool. That was kind of where I was. I wouldn't have mind running for like an hour. They didn't ask me. So I just could I kind of stood there and I was socializing, you know what I mean? But the, the president at the time was very much into numbers. He wanted this club to do really well in the numbers some of his operators were okay, and others were like, not even in the chair at the time, you know what I mean? So he was kind of like in between frustrated and a little competitive, you know, so it, it, was, a, it was a mixture of both at the, at the one I went to. You have a different thing that you do. You've kind of made this um, a regular uh, perennial event for you and your brother. Tell us a little about what you do. Oh, yeah. So field day is kind of, and this is true for winter field day as well. It's turned into kind of a family event. Our brother's got a nice, uh, nice spot up on the side of a, of a, you know, a mountain using, you know, quotation marks when I say mountain, but 
Um, so, and it's got a nice little piece of property and lots of tall oak trees. And, um, yeah, so every year I'd come out there with my, with my, with my go box and a box full of coax and wires. And, hey man, can I throw you some wires up in your trees this weekend? And, um, year after year I would do this and it's turned into, uh, um, a, a family event where we fire up the grill and, uh, my brother helps me and, and looks forward to helping me, you know, get some antennas up. Mom, mom wheels out and, uh. And we all hang out and play radio, and I get those guys on the air working some stations under my call for field day. And everyone looks forward to it every year, so it's a family family affair. All right. You're welcome to let us know what you're doing for field day, some of our um, listeners and uh, the Facebook community. And you, you can join us on Discord as well. We're keeping our uh, keeping all options open. After Zucky went a little twisted on me there, we, we, prop, uh, we got ourselves together on Discord and seemed to like it quite a bit. Scotty's got some uh, special events that are coming up. One to talk about here. Hopefully the music isn't too hot for you. I'll listen, but if not, he'll get sexy on it. What's going on? Let me pull up my my yeah. my girl. Favorite. There we go. I brought well, a friend the, home, uh... girl. His name's Scotty. I want you to shock him with that tune. How you <laughs> Banana clips. Banana clips. Uh, special events. Well, there's really only one special event that's happening this coming weekend. As we all know, it is going to be the the Field Day, ARRL Field Day events uh, this weekend. Woo! 1800 Zulu Saturday to 2100 Zulu on Sunday. And uh, the only other contest that anyone might have interest in is uh, it's His Majesty King of Spain contest yes. is happening. A single side band that's happening. Pretty much the same timeline, 25th and 26th from... Uh, 1200 Zulu to 1200 Zulu, and uh, that is it. Any I couldn't find any, any other contests that weekend. Everyone knows stay away from field day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, got a caller coming in through Discord. Going to tell us uh, oh, about yeah. Scotty's Scotty's microphone. Let's hear it, don't sir. Don't get off. Sin- oh, don't get off axes. Oh what? no, you got to suck it. You got to be right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right. Doctor. That was a good piece of advice there, Scotty. I, when the music bed's too hot, the don't get off there. axis. you got to be right here. Lord Dr. have mercy. Dr. Bob, keeping me in line. Lord have mercy. Uh, talking about audio and, and segueing into that a little bit, uh, you had an idea to come up a little bit and talk about receive audio, and I think that's a, an important, you know, people can get crazy with their audio you got things running to mixers we got you know some people are soldering things into their mixers into the radio outs and uh you wanted to talk a little bit about uh receive audio this is his wheelhouse this is an audio engineer so i think there's some good tips here and and so uh you have some tools and and uh and that sort of thing is there anything that's easy and maybe free or not so expensive that people can use that it's like software driven to make our receive audio a little better Oh, absolutely. Um, there's so much, uh, so much power available uh, and, you know, with people's, uh, everyone's got a computer in the shack. A lot of folks have them hooked up to the rig. Um, and some of these, uh, radios have the sound card, uh, sound card built in. They got it built up, uh, built in onto the USB port. And so, um, you can take advantage of that if you're not trying to work a digital mode, if you're just, you know, just working some, some voice, some sideband, you got some, some stations that are a little noisy. Um, there's a you can uh, you can actually look to the uh, to the audio uh, recording world for some free software that you can uh, pump your audio um, from your radio in and then into a track 
in this kind of virtual mixing recording environment and then uh, load signal processors on it, uh, equalizers, uh, expander, compressors, um, noise reduction, um, and have like a 20 band uh, parametric EQ and you can and you can sit there and play around uh, with it in real time um, to get your uh, your audio dialed. And that's one of the things that I, that I use here. There's a great um, uh, digital audio workstation called Reaper. Um, and it's, uh, it's intended to be a, a multi-track audio recording and mixing environment, similar to like a, what, what we use, uh, in, in the studio is Pro Tools or, um, or Apple's, uh, Logic Pro. Uh, this is kind of a free, uh, variation of that, um, with a, you know, suggested, uh, donation for the, for the cause, but, uh, it's very powerful. Um, and it comes with lots of, uh, stock, what they call plugins, which are, uh, your signal processor modules that you can load onto a track and uh, just equalizers, um, all types of dynamics, expanders, gates, limiters, compressors, uh, every kind of EQ you can think of, um, noise reduction. Um, and uh, I've been I've been using that. I actually will. I was actually playing around with that uh, last night, uh, trying to uh, listen to some weak stations and you know messing with the EQ and the the late there's the lag time doing this is uh, is pretty minimal. You know, a couple couple milliseconds. So, you can actually get it dialed in. Uh, you can actually have a QSO with some folks and monitor through this uh, this setup with the kind of this these kind of heavy DSP tools at your disposal. So we should probably over the course. <clears throat> I think that would be good for our listening audience and um, to talk about break that down because you can get in trouble quick. I mean, when you're affecting your audio, it doesn't take much either way to really get yourself in the mud bucket, and you're like, oh dear. And the good thing is it sounds like the digital stuff's probably all linear. You can't really hurt much. You could take it away and change and get it back where you're not. A couple points, though. I, I do think it would be good we could talk about compression over time. Um, and, you know, I'm a fan of a little bit of compression, but a lot of people do compression the wrong way, I think. And you got to remember now, you're, we're talking about your receive audio, what you're hearing, what sounds sexy to your liking. And then you mess around and somebody calls it, calls you and you're talking and they're like, uh, how's my audio sound? You know, like, <laughs> well, yeah. to me, I have affected the audio sounds, a great deal. And sounds better me, now. Yeah. Why don't you give me a little more lows? And, and you know, by the time you're getting a pure signal, you know, there's some, there's some traps, I guess, is what I'm trying to say with audio. And when you, you get, you should always remember when you're asking, how's this radio sound? Maybe a good follow-up question would be, how are you listening to me? Because are you, have you changed your signal flow to make me sound like something you desire? Or am I getting like straight, straight, you know what I mean? Because right. it, it can be a little dicey when you yeah, put up a if little more bass. Yeah, like, yeah, you're sounding great through the uh, six-band, the multi-band compressor <laughs> into the expander gate uh, with a little bit of three, three dB of of six K to kind of bring out the sparkle in your voice. Yeah, you know, and and I hear this a lot. You know, I hear the guys, and and the guys with the flex are really impressive because they can set up all these different. Oh, what are yeah. they called? Profiles. They set up all these different pros up. What do you think about this one? And he clicks it, and he's like. Is this any better? I'm running like 4K right now, like wide. Hey, can you hear me? Okay, I don't know if this is is this good. Like, I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, it sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. It's crazy. And sounding a lot better than mine is yeah. right now. Nice, nice job. 
let me do my contest setting, and it's like, yeah, can you tell I made a change? There was a lot of change there, right? Yeah. Still a little muddy, dude. But I think if you just bring up the mids just a little bit, yeah, yeah. And, and they're fun to listen to because they're setting these profiles up based on what they're hearing, which is being affected to their ear. So anyway, keep that in mind as you're going through. And I think uh, Scotty's a perfect person to, to come and teach us about, you know, a little bit of compression. What does compression mean? I think people, uh, there's actually a couple of different meanings of compression to me. But those are things that we can we can uh, we can talk about. I think people get trapped in the, you know, it's like a compression like of a wave file, the full fidelity of a, what a wave file should sound like, and then what an MP3 becomes. That's like a compression that's like, you know, crushed down. And then there's and then, a, the other. And there's side. Dynam dynamic range compression, which is a uh, the audio side of things, which uh, what we're talking about. Yeah, and a little um, bit, you know, and what it does, we should get into that in the coming weeks, Scotty. I think that would be fun for you because I, you're uh, you're into that world every day. If you're yeah, it's that. actually something I've I've thought about doing for quite some time. Uh, some kind of equalizer and uh, dyna and compressor basic. A lot of rigs have TX um, dynamics and uh, equalizer uh, adjustments. Now a lot of the modern rigs do at least. And um, yeah, be kind of go cool to get into a little bit of that and. Uh, and then a lot of them also have the, some of that stuff on the RX side as well. So, you know, um, and I'm all for it. I think, you know, audio is very subjective and, and some, you know, and it's how propagation plays a big, it's different if I was like sending Scotty audio files and you could pick apart, you know, a little more headroom and this sort of thing. If propagation is strange on a particular night, don't even try to give somebody, a, you know, it, I always say, you know, I'll listen how's my rig sounding? And it's like, oh, it's a mess. The propagation's just so rough. And it's like, it's not even fair. It's not even it's fair. Good, yeah, You sound okay, I guess. I don't know if I'm getting you about a 3-3 three, three tonight. So sure. Bring up fantastic. your highs a little maybe, or I, I don't know, maybe take out some mids. Yeah, you know, it's just like, I don't know. And like, too much bass. Yeah, I think it's too much bass. I can't, I don't know. So you hear about that stuff. It's just things to think about when it comes to audio. If it's a studio thing, that's quite different. And, you know, but yeah, we should get into that and talk about that. If you have any questions, uh, drop a cue in uh, before it, and we can talk about that. Let's see. Uh, ben wanted to know. He's KX4TQ55. He's 5'5 five five coming in here. Oh, man, from Virginia. That's a tough signal. Man. He wants to know what Steve's doing out there playing the banjo at uh, at the wedding. Yeah, he's playing banjo songs, uh, and I think maybe an ukulele. He could also Ooh. be doing a little ook work. He's, he's pluking the ook. He's pluking the ook. Oh, I thought we were going to get through a whole show without having to explain some new thing. Oh Sorry, my. Sherry. Uh, he also says uh, pop-up concerts along the way to earn some beer money. So, yeah, that, that might be a good... Uh, lie to to propagate in our discord that that he's out there making money with his banjo and he's one busking for beer one ukulele one ukulele <laughs> all right yeah i'm i um i think our modern day rigs would be cool to talk about the modern radios as opposed to the drake i i like to i have this romantic thing about the drake my tr7 posted a picture of it today not a great picture but it was a picture of it but i was listening to the drake net 
And it's such a sexy radio, you guys. The Drake TR7 line and all the things that went with it are just super sexy. And it really, in its day, was a... I don't know. I think you probably would be considered a fancy man if you had a Drake TR7 in the late 70s uh, because they definitely were not cheap. I, I, Of course, I wasn't paying in those days. But uh, I listened to the Drake then. I listened to my radio, and it still sounds great. But if I, you click it on one of these modern radios, the Yesus, the Icoms, it's such it's night and day. I mean, it just sounds oh. so different. And what you can do with your receive audio just on board so maybe that's yeah, another thing. Crazy. I mean, you could, you could, you can kind of shape the audio uh, in in your rig. Like I got nothing, man. I got nothing on the TR7. You can't really do too much. You can you can do a noise blanker to help you, you know, suppress some of the static. There's really no shaping. No, not my 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 boat anchor doesn't really have anything. My one one here. Um, I got a noise blanker and that's it. I don't even have any uh, any filters, adjustable filters or anything like that. And it's uh, even and even still on a good signal, um, that thing just sounds huge and warm oh, and full compared to. And then I flipped my antenna switch over to the uh, to the, the FTDX three thousand, and it's just like, oh, who turned on the the tiny little transistor radio? Who? Yeah. Oh, girl, guess what? There's some ham fest I gotta go to in the Rio Grande. Nope, nope, not that one. Not that one. Scotty, what's going on in terms of ham fest? We still having those these days? There is. There's one going on uh, that I that I found out uh, about. It's, uh, it sounds pretty cool. It's the, uh, the Cape May County field day slash ham fest in rio grande new jersey so uncle tom and um pastor joe might be familiar with this one so it's cool they got the there there's a two-day ham fest that they run in conjunction with uh their uh their their radio club's uh field day activities um so all right very good that's really the only uh the again field ham fest people are avoiding field day weekend for ham fests too so wow. i mean it's the big it's the big one it's the mama jamma so i don't blame them so well, we uh, plan on having a, a show next week, and that'll be um, kind of at the end. That would be it, right? That would be over by the time we do our show. Yeah, because I think yeah. it yeah. starts around 2 o'clock Central. I mean, uh, 1 o'clock Central, 2 uh, on the East Coast, and then finishes 24 hours later. So, yeah, we'll be finished next Sunday. But if you're out there, take some pictures and share them on the Discord. Let us know your setups. We're always curious to see what you're taking out there in the field, what power options you're working with and all that sort of thing. So that's great. Um, we also can talk to you about audio in the coming weeks. If you have any questions about that, you can drop them uh, here in the chat. You can send me an email if you want to. Contact us however you like, and we'll start yeah. to uh, get those questions piled up for you. We got uh, that uh, that form. Let me... Let me... Yeah, we got a that form. That we use for, uh, for questions. Let me drop the link for the form. You can drop there it on the Discord. Go. It'll be down in the uh, the description as well. We've got live uh, Sunday evening net coverage coming up for our uh, live streaming audience. For you, we'll be uh, sending goodbye to our podcast listeners. Don't forget, check out Hour 73. It's uh, made its comeback. It was basically just paused because of the uh, height of the pandemic and everybody needing to kind of get themselves together. But it's back. We've got a Discord page. There's a podcast. 
And there's a YouTube channel for that too that I'm going to use for emergency information during times of emergency. I'm going to go live. I'm going to pull a team of operators together. Maybe it's some of you. Um, and you can help me gather resources and distribute information in real time during actual emergencies. In between, we'll have a podcast. We'll talk about things, skills, everyday carries of knives, you name it, tools, energy. Of course, radio is a, a tool for emergency communications. Hope you will join us over there. All right. Well, I think we've done it again. And remember, 100 Watts and a Wire certainly has... Uh, some social media aspects for you, too. We've got a Discord. We've got Facebook. Lots of people uh, doing both. And that's the music to uh, that we dance this mother out on. This is where we head over to see Uncle Paul and his mustache. Oh. Hope you're ready for some trivia. We got the Nanu Nanu to give away. Nanu Nanu. And we can also take your calls in our draws. Taking calls... In our draws, podcast podcast listeners, you got to come around for the live show and then stick around for the live coverage. We'll take your podcast calls here in just a little bit. Another one? Okay, good. That'll do. All right. All right, 73. Scotty, thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, Safe travels to Sidecar Steve, who's out on the road for a few weeks playing his banjo at pickup weddings. He just drops in. They call them pop-up weddings he just comes and he's like hey guys check this out i'm gonna play a little song for you da ding 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 da ding 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 they send him on his way and he goes back down the road so three weeks on the road maybe we'll see him next sunday he's gonna make a killing with that banjo i think he's pretty good he's coming around uh, i mean uh, he needs a fourth string that's a four string instrument he's got three so i don't know how good it can be but he thinks he's django reinhardt and i'm not convinced we'll see <laughs> Nice. Nice reference. All right, brothers and sisters, take care of yourselves and look out for each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 73, Scotty. 73, Christian. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.